You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Yo, welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast. Punters, dribblers for another week. Home of unqualified opinion, unwavering bias. All thanks to the Diamantina Podcast Network for hosting Hello Sport. I'm joined, as always, by my incomparable, unequivocal, and insatiable right-hand man, Edward Simpson. <laughs> well. Dude, these intros are getting better and better. Well, I'm working on it. I like the I like the addition of uh, insatiable. We're insatiable. I've always felt, you know, pretty bit. insatiable. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 nice to hear that ratified. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, pleasure to be here with the punter and as always the dribbler. Uh, fucking big way. Huge week in sport, always is, but this particularly large. It's a big show. Put it's, it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Feel like it's a big show. Yeah. Feel like there's a lot to talk about. A lot to cover off on and just really excited to rip into it. Now, obviously, we've just come off the back of a glorious Australia weekend now. Uh, don't really care what you did, Eddie, because mine's more important. Um, sure. Not going to drop it now. I will Look, we'll save it for a little bit later because obviously sport's the, the, the main course. Uh, so I might just tell you about how I restored Pride to the Baggy Green a little later. Love it. Um, Australian Open. Australian Bo- Open. So Australian Open's over. Djokovic uh, certainly working his way atop the tennis heap. How far up the mountain is he? Is he in the top paddock now? We'll touch on it. Or not? We'll touch on it. Uh, Obviously, Australia dominating the first test against Sri Lanka, the test that no one really cares about. The Forgotten Test. The Forgotten Test series. The Forgotten Series. But we didn't forget it. Well, we obviously, it's test cricket, so we'll watch it. A couple of good things that came out of that test, some good performances, some bad performances, uh, and then also some selections off the back of that test for, for the second test. Is Stoyney going to get in? Is the oil rig Marcus Stoinis going to get in? Not sure. Hopefully. Have to break that down, Tom. Exactly right. We're giving out a light this week. We have to give out a light this week. Now, we haven't given out a light in a while, and something's fucking pissed us off. So we'll be giving out a light. Have to. And a well-deserved light. Yeah, th- you know. this one really fucked me off, Eddie. Uh, we touch on Flopper, Hopawadi. Flopawadi. Uh, Gallon, fast becoming the most... Uh, talked about fight, talked about fight in the history of Australian boxing. Now, I didn't think it could get any bigger than Mundine versus Horn. the national treasure, Jeff Horn, but... Apparently it can. Apparently it can get bigger. So that we're going to touch on that. Yeah, Gal V flopper. But also, Hopawadi in a bit more hot water. And he wouldn't be uh, a Hopawadi story without a bit of hot water. He's got an excuse. He loves hot water, Hopawadi. He's got an excuse, He's though. Got an, well, he does have a very reasonable excuse. We'll touch on that. It all makes sense now. Mm. It all makes sense. Mm. I've been waiting for an excuse. Yeah, and now we got one. We've got a reason now. Um, and then also... A little bit on the latest of the NRL sex scandal. Few tidbits. Few tidbits. And we've also got a question from a thrubber. And, uh, no, from a dribbler. From an absolute dribbler. From the king of the dribblers. The king of the dribble. King dribbler So himself. we'll get that worked out as well. Let's, uh, let's get cracking, Should shall we? we rip in? Should we get cracking? Yeah, let's rip in. Thomas. Edward. Uh, we're in the throes of, an, well, the, the end of another Australian Open. Yes, we are. First major of the year. She's wrapped up. It's wrapped. Not, in, the, in the bank. Not the greatest. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Now, it wasn't the greatest because you and I love contests. Yes. And we didn't get one. We didn't really get a contest. We got Nadal dominating every single person he played and then Djokovic dominating everyone else, including Nadal. Including Nadal. Now, would we have liked to have seen a, fi- a five-setter? You mean you like know? a five-and-a-half-hour epic? Yeah. Like they, the one they had a couple of years ago. Mm. 
went for like five hours, 56 minutes, something yeah, like that. one of the great matches. Would I have wanted to have seen that? Would have been nice. Of course I fucking would have. Mm. I'm not mad. No. But it is what it is. And I think that those rare matches come around every every once in a while. Every blue moon, Tom. Yeah. So we can't expect A blue moon every fucking uh, Because then they wouldn't be blue, wouldn't they? No, no they That'd wouldn't. be it'd regular moons. It'd be a straight up and down It'd be a regular moon. moon. You're run-of-the-mill run moon. It'd be a run-of-the-mill moon. It wouldn't be blue. Therefore, we didn't get it. We didn't get a blue one this time. Uh, for reasons just explained. <laughs> but what we do now get, Tom, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, mm. is we now we now need, I think, to start moving Djokovic into the conversation with the other big boys. Oh, fuck yeah. And that's the goat debate. That's the goat yarn. That's the goat debate. Now, you might be sitting at home, probably if you're a dribbler going... But Eddie, mate, he's five short of Federer. And I'd go, well, yes, I know that. We he's all also, know that. But he's also five years younger than him. He's 31 years old. He's more than that. He's 31. Federer is 30, all of 38 almost. Yeah. yeah, 37, 38. So, I mean, Dior. Dior. But he's only one year younger than, than Nadal. Nadal's body is questionable. Well, he just absolutely sodomized Rafa. He's, well, yeah, but, but Rafa's sodomized his body as well. So Rafa's, Rafa's, if, you, if you're in the business of self-sodomization, self-sodomy, uh, then yeah, there's going to be consequences down the path. Down the path, and I think that's where Nadal may be heading. There's to. only so long you can get away with sodomizing yourself so, before you start to see the effects. Well, the cracks appear. Yes, absolutely. Wear and tear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think you've got to pencil Nadal in for a couple more French Opens because when you're the king of clay, Tom. Yes, and you've only lost two matches there. Mm. I think uh, statistics might suggest that you would be. In I think I think you got a couple more. Yeah. So he's too clear of Djokovic. I mean, yeah. So Nadal's too clear of Djokovic. Three behind Federer. Now, what's interesting as well about this little debate is that Djokovic clearly has time on his side. Yes. He could. He's already won three in a row, right? If he wins four, if he wins the fourth, he'll get another Joker slam. Now, Joker. Has now got well. I just wanted to run some stats at you, just to That's sort of just to boy, man. just to boy that debate on yep. your side. Where are your stat man? So he's twenty-two losses, twenty-five wins against Roger. He's twenty-five losses, twenty-eight wins against Rafa. Yes, he's got a winning record against, against both, both. Of the big dogs. He's six losses, twelve wins against Federer in finals. And ten losses, fifteen wins against the Darling finals. Yeah, so he's, he's un- also won. He's also won, Tom, the Joker Slam. So all he's held all four at once previously. Could do it again if he wins the French. He has won every single Masters tournament, all nine of them. Right, Nadal and Federer haven't done that. Oh, really? No. And he's also won. Uh, where is it? Doesn't matter. The other stats a bit more beta, but the point is he's fucking he's won everything there is to win, and he's got a winning record against the two guys considered the goats. Now is he a goat yet? No, he's not. No, he's not a goat. He's yet. not. I mean, well, Federer is Picasso of yes, tennis. Yes, Da Vinci. Well, is it Picasso or is it Da Vinci? Both. Okay, right. You know. Yeah. People that you know have sort of what are they? They're greats, artists. Savant. Savants, you know what I mean? Yes. Just like 
they're almost they're demis. Yes, they're demis. T- tennis demigods. Tennis. Yeah. Well, what's fucked up about? But is is Djokovic a demi? No. Well, yeah. See, I think he is. Not I think yet. we've got three demigods of tennis, and they are Do now. Do you think we've got three demis? Because because Novak has just taken over Pistol Pete Sampras. So now, literally, the three greatest tennis players to have ever lived on this planet all come through in the same era. All fucking slammed up to the nines, just dripping in slams. Absolutely dripping in slams. And and Djokovic is only 31. Winning record against Nadal, winning record against Fed, the two other slam drippers. So, <laughs> I mean, how can you not call him a demi? Now, is he the goat? No, of course he's not but the he's goat. But he's demi. But he's certainly a demi and every bit a goat of the future. All the hallmarks of a future goat. All the hallmarks of a future goat. Do I want him to be a goat? No. no. Of course not. Of course I'm heavily biased. <laughs> it's Federer or no one. But if I'm reading the signs, Eddie, if I'm evaluating what I'm seeing in front of me... And I, I like to think you read it pretty well. I do. Of course I do. We know this. I don't see Federer remaining the goat now. It's just getting too long in the two. <laughs> yes. How many more is he... Okay, let's, let's, let's say he wins one more. Max. I think that's fair. That's max. That's fair. Now, has he fucking proved me wrong before? Yes. Of course. Of course he has. He's won two Wimbledon. We, uh, look, I think we put a bow on Fed at about 17. Uh, he's won three more than I thought he would. Yes. Put it that way. Yeah. We'd bowed him at 17. Bowed him at 17. We'd bowed him. We said and we were well within our rights to. He's fucked. Now, he, he sort of he went away and played fuck all tennis and came back and won three slams. Now, could he prove me wrong again? Of course he could. But I'm not going to get proved wrong forever, Tom. No. It's just not possible. Father Time might be putting a fork in old Rog. Now, what we need, if you're in Camp Federer, which we are, mm. what we need is a young, a young throbber, much like a young Djokovic, to come through and start shaking things up a little bit. Cleaning out These the boys closet. need to fucking lift their games. Yeah, they're all... I'm sick of his sitting here listening to he's the next Federer, he's the next... No, Nadal. he's not. No, they're not. No, they're not. They haven't done shit. Now, Djokovic won a slam when he was 20 years old. Where are these little bitches at now coming through, changing the guard? The, only, one, the only ones that have fucking thrown any sort of spanner in the work is old Sulky Murray who's now Sir Murray, who's and, got his Wimbledons and, and, he's he, probably and on his the US way out. Open. He's on the way out. He, he's, he's done. Yeah. No, he's, he's well, basically retired. That's what I mean. He's essentially retired. Uh, Vavrinka, I don't know where Stan's gone. I think Stan was in the business of winning a couple and then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's no. sort of like... Uh, Stan was sort of there when he was sort of waiting for, like, he was a Bradbury of sorts. Like, yeah. let's a couple go down with injury. You're Djok- yeah. Djokovic, Nadal, yeah. I've also got the most delicious one-handed backhand of the game. But like that's about all. Oh, oh, he's, he hangs around picking up the scraps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a. Bradbury. And there's nothing wrong with no, that. No, he's the Bradbury of tennis. Bit of a pigeon. A Bradbury. Yes. Like scraps, scrappy. Now we need someone else to fucking put a stop to Djokovic. But there's no one there. But there's no one coming. There's no one there. There's no one even close. But congratulations, you talk about your, your fucking Pouyes, your bloody pass. Look, your curiosity for a time. Ah, uh, fuck it. For just, a time, yeah, he's done. He's done. Him. Changing the guard, nah. So, congrats, to congrats Djokovic. to Djokovic. I mean, fantastic effort. I still don't love you. There's I something I don't know why. I don't know either. It's it, like I do like him. I like him. I like him more than everyone else who's not called Rafa or Roger. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah. I, I just, I just, I just, I just don't love you. Mm. Sorry, I'm, bro, I'm sorry. Look. Nothing I can do about it. No. The heart wants what mm. the heart wants. And right now it ain't you, bruh. All 
All right, Ed. So obviously the first test against Sri Lanka wrapped up. We absolutely wiped the floor with them. They didn't offer us too much in the way of anything. Um, and I don't think anyone really cared too much about the test match. Look, I didn't really care. Like, obviously I love test cricket. So obviously I love my nation. Yes. So of course I watched it. It was a day night. But I didn't really, I didn't love it. No. Uh, the Gabba fucking crowd was awful. Well, it was like 400 degrees. I get it. Look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bury Summer was that. over. Yeah. Um, but the pitch looked like a bit of fun. Pitch looked like a bit of fun, which could have been nice in Melbourne or Sydney. Again, not going to get into it. Not going to get bogged down in the minutiae of it all, Edward. A couple of things to take away from that test, Eddie. Firstly, for all you uh, punter dribbles out there who just are looking for a stat to drop on your mates. Uh, you know, obviously, you don't know shit about sport. You hear mates talking about sport, and you're like, well, how can I get in here? Uh, Tim Payne is officially the most unsuccessful captain in the history of test cricket when it comes to the coin toss and that's captains who have captained seven tests or more and I believe there's like 130 of those captains Eddie in the Mm. history of test cricket his coin toss record is 12% it's a 12% win percentage 12% 12% the next worst is 22% I think 12%. 12%. He's got a 12% win record in, in uh, coin tosses. Now, obviously, against a beta nation like Sri Lanka, that doesn't matter all that much. But as you saw against the big doggy dogs like India, it does matter because we only won one well, test, and that test we won the toss. Would have liked to have won that Adelaide toss. Yeah, that would have been nice, wouldn't it? Would have liked to just win more than 12% of your tosses, Tim. That's by the by. You've done a great job this summer. Be better. Be soon, but work on your toss. Work on your toss game, right? Yeah. But I think a couple of things to take away from... Because you can toss well. Yeah, we can all toss, right? Like, we've all tossed many times I mean, uh, look, I, I like to think of myself as a pretty good tosser. I am a major tosser. But, yeah, a couple of, a couple of impressive things to come out of that game. Obviously, Pat Cummins... Uh, Blue eyes. Throbbing at a record-breaking pace, Eddie. Yeah. I don't know if you're aware of some of the numbers around Pat Cummins' throb work. I'd like to hear I'm some. I'm going to have to give it to you. Now, just remember this, right? So, Paddy... Paddy came in for one test, then was injured for like five years, right? Yeah. Well, if, if you think back to that famous test in South Africa where he five hits, a winning hole, run and hits a winning run. Hits a winning runs, man, in the match. So this is uh, – I've got some stats here, and this is wickets after 19 tests, right? Yeah. In Australia. So you've got um, – How many tests has he played? 19. 19. Yeah. So – uh, Nathan Lyon after 19 tests, 61 wickets. Uh, Craig McDermott after 19, 65 wickets. Jason Gillespie, 75. Shane Warne, 75. Brett Lee, 77. McGrath, 78. Ryan Harris, the Lionheart, 83. Mitchell Johnson, 86. Dennis Lilly, 88. Pat Cummins, 90. Oh. And the only one better is Jeff Tomo Thompson at 91. Oh, elite company. Dude. It's some elite, elite company. Elite numbers. So it goes Tomo, Blue Eyes, Lily. Lily, MJ, The Lionheart, Pidge, can't commentate to save his life, Binger, Warney, obviously statistical anomaly there. Well, just took him a little while to get in his work. Yeah. But that's some pretty fucking... Holy shit. Yeah. Right? Absolutely throbbing at a record-breaking pace. So very excited there. And also the emergence of Jahai Richardson. Love Jahai. Now, I like Jahai. 
I think he's fantastic. Jahai has all the hallmarks of a, of a of an Ashes bowler. He looks to me like he could get the juke moving. Jahai can move a Jahoo. <laughs> he's he uh he came out. I think he got a three for in his first innings. Got a couple more in the second. Mitch Stark's looking con- concerning though. Look, I think Mitch you get subbed out, and I think we, we bring the country boy in. Do we sub Mitch out for the country boy and keep Jahai? Well. All I'm saying is, we need we need a bit of movement with the Jahook. Yeah, and and I think old Whiteboard works. Stark, he's he's losing it. He's losing it a bit, isn't he? Now I love what you've done for your nation, Mitch. Oh, absolutely. Can't fault some of your work for your nation. Absolutely not. But you you're clearly in a form slump, and we can't reward we can't reward poor form. No, not when we've got an Ashes series to win, and not when we've June. got Jahai coming up. Real hard. Now, you might say, look, beginner's luck. To that, I'd say... Maybe. Maybe. But, but mean, he's got another test to prove himself. Yeah. And if it's if he if he performs well in Canberra at Monica, which is like, I don't know, one of the worst places to play test cricket, if he performs well there, then I think we might have a, an Ashes throbber on where does Where do they play cricket? Like, I know Monica over, but what is that? Is that like... Is it like a tree on the pitch? You know what I mean? Is it like a fucking local? Mate, ground? I think it's just an old, an old fucking field somewhere. Right. So it's like you know what I mean? No stands or anything. no, no. Bring your ute down. Right. Sit in the back of your ute. Yeah. Few tins. Right. Do they maybe even like, someone got a lawnmower? We mm. need to fucking get this pitch in order just before the game. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might even be like a community garden. A community. Yeah. Community vibes. Chip in if you can. If you can. Gold coin donation. Yeah. We've anyone... also got like a veggie garden out the back. Yeah. I mean, different blokes bring their mowers down at different times. Yeah, absolutely. Whipper stippers. Is there some sort of maybe like a ro- like a like a rostered system? It's a roster. You're rostered on. G- G- like, you know, Johnny's turn to mow today. I think it's like jury duty. Yeah, right. You're okay. on Monica Oval. You're on Monica Oval mowing. You're the Monica Oval mower yeah. this week. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Mm. A bit of a throwback to sort of when cricket was... And maybe just us as a society, we're more primitive, you know? Well, it's primitive stuff. Before the professionalism of the game. Yeah. Unprofessional tests. Yeah. Um, Think back to those photos of like SCG in like 1886. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. What surrounded the Oval except for the member stand. Well, that's pretty that interesting. Vibe. That's kind of nice because it's sort of like, you know, sometimes I think we can get wrapped up in the uh, the modern trends Well, we're moving society, too quick. It's you know? nice to go back. Unwind, take a breather, and go back to yesteryear. Exactly. The good old the days. The good old days. Before stands and technology. Yeah, and before, like, you know. Uh, and proper pitch back. Quality control and yes. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I think it's healthy. Yeah. Point being, if if Jahai can get it moving on a on a goat track. <laughs> well, on an 1880s shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A throwback pitch. Yeah. I think that he can move it on this modern day stuff. Yeah. Now, does that bode well for Mitchell? No, it doesn't. No. Do we leave him off the plane? Maybe we do. Or you want him off the plane completely. (laughs) You don't even want him to get on the boat over there. Look, I mean, that may be... Brave the high seas and get over to... I think we need him just at least in the country. Yeah. Look, I I was a little... Maybe went a little too far with the the plane comment. I'm a hitch. Prepared to... Prepared to retract it, yeah. If that makes you more comfortable, certainly probably makes Mitch a little more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All we're saying is. as selectors, yes, well, we should be. Well, we're certainly consulted. We can put it that way. If you, I think you need to go over and play some county cricket. Yeah, yeah. 
and try and f- regain some form. Because right what now, I've seen has been bush league. Yeah, it's been bush league, and there's also some stats going around. This is a bit. This is a bit. I don't think this is fair to put this on Mitch, but I have been seeing it knocking around, and I don't have the. Uh, let me just get the numbers up if I can. Uh, consult my telephonic device. So this is Mitchell Stark pre and post Sandpaper Gate. Mm. So before Sandpaper Gate, 42 matches, 180 wickets, nine five wicket hauls, best figures were six for 50, average of 27.49. Post Sandpaper Gate, eight matches, 21 wickets, zero five wicket hauls, best figures three for 40, average 40.28. Zero swinging nut. Zero movement. Now, I think that's very fucking accusatory to be leveling that at Mitch. But someone's pointed it out. It's not me pointing that out, but someone's just pointed it out. And I thought it was uh, interesting fodder for the punter and the driller. You're just regurgitating information. Which is essentially all we do here. It's fallen in your lap and you've just told the punter and the dribbler. Some info. Some info that you've got in your lap. Now, they're very interesting numbers. Hopefully, Mitch can regain some form. Otherwise, I think Later, you best you stay in the country. Um, but what I will say is that uh, the call that, that Shane Warne obviously has been calling for, that we have been calling for, has happened, at least in a squad sense. But um, the oil rig, Marcus Stoinis, the hottest mm. player in world cricket, Mr. Steal Your Wag, has been selected in the test squad, finally. About time. Now, would you say... the, the About concern- time we had another hot boy in there. Oh, mate. I mean, poor old Blue Eyes has been carrying the load for far too long. Far too long. Now, would you would you be at all a little concerned if you're a fucking uh, test cricketer for Australia and an extremely good-looking and single-as-fuck Marcus Stoinis rolls into the setup, all those wags, sets their hearts a flutter, fluttering, what do you think is probably good? I think you'd be you'd be mad if you weren't slightly concerned. Mm. I mean, there's only a, there's only a handful of bucks that that wouldn't be worried. You'd have to think Gary Lyon, just because he's you know he's a goat now. Yes, and blue eyes. I think outside of those two boys, I think they'd be and probably T Pain. Obviously, well, T Pain. Obviously, is the skip as the alpha of the group. Yeah. Other than that. You'd be very concerned, Tom. With old buddy Stoiny rolling around, shirt well, off. Well, shirt off under the hot Monica sun. Yeah. I don't know why they kept overlooking hot bod and picking Swamp Junior Junior. Let's not get into that. I'm just saying. I know, but I'm saying. Who doesn't know. pick a hot boy? Yeah. you know, Someone that's threatened. Yeah. I mean, has Marcus, Marcus fucked the, their wives? Surely, no, no. Look, he certainly hasn't because I don't think he's that style of a bloke. He's a good style of bloke. I don't think he'd do that to a teammate. But he can't help it if they're all, you know, side-eyeing him. Yeah. As he bloody warms up. I mean, it's not it's not his fault if, if people are sodomising themselves over him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's cricket. Did you hear, and again, I don't know anything more than just this, but... Stuart Broad either missed out on a test or was in danger of missing out on a test because he had bed bug bites all over his cock. (laughs) Yeah. Are you feeding him? Yeah, dude. (laughs) 
Google Stuart Broad bed bugs dick, and I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. Like, so he was, uh, I, I don't know if they got him in like the hotel they were staying. I imagine Stuart Broad. Only on his shaft? I think it was. What about his sack? Well, I think it was predominantly shaft and sack. Like it was that whole. <laughs> the air there, that yeah, area. It was that area. I don't yeah. think they, they were purely dick based bed bugs. But all over cock and balls, there was like it was. It sounded like a mauling. Like if you're gonna miss a test match, oh mate, if you missed a test match, you must be in desperate trouble. Yeah, dude, you must like need some sort of real Whoa. care, some 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 sort of medical attention. Mm. Now I've never had a bed bug bite, but I have lived in some pretty dodgy houses over the years, and I've seen some mates with bed bugs in their house, and it's pretty fucking disgusting. They can live in the walls. They can live in the bed. They can. Live You've in the seen people with bed bugs. My brother's house had them in the wall. Can you see them? You can see them when they get big enough because they get like huge fucking patches. A mate of mine had them on his mattress. So like, if you only got a couple, say you got one or two, I don't think you can see them. But when it gets like a colony, it was like a huge fucking patch of them on his mattress, and he just had to like he had to throw out his mattress, obviously. And by throw out, dump it on the street somewhere because he was in his early 20s and didn't know better. And then get essentially every bit of cloth or clothing or thing that they could be on in your room and essentially boil it. So a wash wouldn't do the trick. No, no, you got to like boil the fuck out of it. Mate, I would have moved. Well, they did. They moved. I would have moved. You wouldn't be able to sleep. Well, imagine Stuart Broad's surprise. Punters and dribblers, as always, we are brought to you by the primo betting platform of this great nation of ours, and that's Neds. Big fans of Neds. We love Neds. They uh, have been huge supporters of us, huge supporters of everything we do over here, and we love them. Now, Eddie, if you're a punter or a dribbler and you want to engage with the community on Neds, how are you doing? It's very, very simple. Either you can follow Tom and I... It's even toddler if you're a loser. You can follow our profiles in the Ned's profile section, but I think a greater use of your time is to join the About Even group, under groups. Now, the code to get in is Dribbler. If it's not Dribbler, it's Dribblers. Forgive me. There you can follow all our tips. Me, Shebos, Gurus, Burmos, sometimes Tobler, but again, who cares about him? It's a great community environment where we tip winners, we tip losers, mostly learners, losers, but sometimes winners. That's it. Shout out to Neds. Now, what's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, you voted with your, with your mouths, and Good Day has been popular with you all so far. Thank you very much to everyone who has uh, got around it, sampled it, tried it. But there's plenty more to go around, and we, we, we believe in this thing, the daily multivitamin, and we think you all should have a go. There's more gullets to be pounded. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm looking at, if I'm looking at the gullets of this nation, not enough gullets... Full of good day. That's right. For mine. Well, listen, we see it. We we see we see gullets that need to be filled, and we are in the business of filling gullets. I'll say this, Ed. We've been on it for a while now, and it helps uh, with mental clarity. It helps with energy throughout the day. Uh, it helps with liver cleanliness and function. Which we, I health. know, I know. There's a shitload of you that need that. There's I a shitload of you out there. for a fact. You need a good scrub of the internals. Correct. I know that. For we know sure. it now. If you already got your own multivitamin that you're taking, don't bother changing. We're not asking you to change. But if you can you, if you want. You can, but you don't have to. But if you do nothing, 
If you do nothing for your health, then you've got to start somewhere. Now, if it's a run for you, that's great. But your nutritional health is something that we all fucking ignore. Good day is an opportunity for you to make smart decisions. The least you can do is a little good day. Use the code DRIBBLERS for 20% off. Punters and DRIBBLERS, 20% off. It's our gift from us to you. Begoodhealth.com.au. When he wakes up and his fucking dick looks like it's been in a paintball game. I mean, look. Suck you should have walked. Should have walked. That's what you get. <laughs> should have walked, that's bro. That's karma. Yeah, that's karma. You deserve that's karma. it. Yeah, stiff shit. Too bad. Sorry, bro. I should have walked. Eddie, obviously uh, the biggest fight in Australian boxing history is uh, coming up. Hopawati versus Paul Gallen. Feb 8, Tom. Feb 8. Yep. Kudos Bank, I think. I could just be making that up. I thought it was at the Horton Pavilion. Maybe it is, bro. I'm just naming stadiums. Sure. Do your own research. Sure. Um... Hopawadi versus Gal or Flopper, Floppawadi as Gal calls him. Which I'm absolutely loving the nickname. I am I all it's around that. It's 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 really starting to heat up between these two boys. They're really shitting on each other, you know, and like trading barbs via Instagram. Um, and, you know, I think Hopper asked Gal for a drug test because uh, he doesn't trust him. Gal's like, righto, mate, I'll do it. Has a drug test. He's all G. Um Gal's accusing Hopper that he's gonna f- he's gonna do something to get disqualified. Then Gal's saying, "You know what? I might not even knock you out. I might just jab your head for twelve rounds or whatever." Jab your it is. fat head around just the jab- ring for yeah, twelve yeah, rounds. Yeah, fucking yeah. hilarious. So it's all heating up. Very excited. Not much to really add except for if you aren't following along on Instagram, you should be because the shit is legit. Now Hopper's private on Instagram. But oh, I tried to add him. I've added him on the Hello Sport podcast. So Did we, we get out of Yeah, we've got him. We've got him. Oh, we've got yeah, him. Yeah, we've got him on Hello Sport. So that doesn't help all you guys out there, but it helps us. So, and Gal's all G. But uh, Hopper, Hopper released an article this week, which I just thought was interesting, Eddie, and maybe explained some of his historical wild behavior, wild man behavior. Mm. Undiagnosed ADHD makes me do crazy things, says John Hopperwadi. So, uh, former bad boy John Hopperati revealed he's been diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and blames the condition for years of dickhead actions during his career. Um, That's now, what he's blaming. Well, yes, because but Hopper's been Hopper's in more hot water. I didn't, I didn't, I needed to preface. That's sort of what the genesis of this conversation was. So. Hopper, or as described here, the disgraced former Manly and West Tigers winger. <laughs> told the Daily Telegraph he was diagnosed with a condition two weeks ago after being arrested for allegedly driving tipper trucks three times, three different times, Eddie, whilst on a suspended license. So once... Well, he's got to make money, Tom. Yeah, but once, you know, shame on you, twice, shame on me, three times, I've got ADD. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? So he's due to appear... Over what time frame? I mean, I don't think that long. I don't think that long. But I mean, they haven't, they haven't, uh, they haven't outlined here. He's due to appear at a sentencing hearing on Thursday at Manly local court. Fuck me, he must, he must. How many times has John been to court? Been to Manly local court. Like fuck, he would have been in there so many times. I wonder, like, if he's got the record for most of the times at Manly Local Court. It'd he'd be, be close. He'd be up there, wouldn't he? He'd be he? up there, wouldn't he? He'd Did, be on the, some sort of honour roll. Is there an honour roll? Is there a board on the wall in there? There has to be There'd some sort of be. board on there. Do they, do they rename it the John Hopperwadi <laughs> Courthouse? 
<laughs> to John Obawadi local Where court. are you going today? Oh, God, Hopper. Yeah. Yeah, God, Hopper. Uh, <laughs> they, should re- they should rename it the John Hopperwadi Manly Local Court. <laughs> so, or in honour of. In honour of John Hopperwadi. <laughs> so he said, I've never been an angel. I've been a dickhead on the pitch and sometimes off it. Sometimes it's, it's pretty generous. Uh, I'm not afraid to stand up for myself. No, you're not. It's been the story of my life. But it now makes sense. ADHD makes me do crazy things. I drove those trucks because I didn't think of the consequences of jumping in the car when I was banned from driving. It's dumb, I know. I don't know if that's uh, attention deficit disorder, though. Yeah, no, you know neither do I. Because, I, I mean, I know a lot of people that have that. Yeah. And I've never seen And they them. just don't, they don't do illegal shit. No, it's not like a, oh, I need to go and break the law. Yeah. It's like, I can't pay attention in class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, like. Or you're hyperactive. Hyperactive. Oh, I've got to go do something. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you're constantly on the go. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you start breaking the law. No, no, no. Or like. Go you know, for a run. Go for it. Drive tipper trucks or, you know, finger men's asses mm. or, you know, things of that nature. Well, so, it sort of makes sense with the, with the old bum old sort of you reckon You reckon that bum old Well, look, I'm of, bored out here. I'm bored. I'm bored. Where's an asshole? Yeah. This, this looks like fun. <laughs> yeah. Look, first grade rugby league wasn't enough for John. No, he was looking bored. for a bit more. Yeah, bored. Okay, okay. And he's, when you're bored, he's you got go to restless the bum. fingers. When, you, when you're bored, you go to the yeah, bum. Yeah, you, you go rectal. So, <laughs> um, he also blamed the condition for misbehaving during his 13 year NRL career that was overshadowed by a record 45 weeks of suspension uh, and for bouts of binge drinking. So he's blaming. ADHD for 45 weeks suspension uh, and for his binge drinking. I'd say that his 45 weeks of suspension is actually longer because he is currently serving a 10-year suspension. So it's like 45 weeks, 10 years, 45 weeks suspension. 10 years, 45 weeks. Call it 11. That's, he's, he's basically putting that down to ADHD. I wish I'd known years ago that I had it. I could have got treated instead of messing up time and time again. Now, this is where he starts to uh, blame the NRL. There's no support with the NRL. They teach you how not to get into drugs, how to avoid fights, drugs, alcohol, and women, but they don't know how to spot the signs of ADHD. They just thought I was a bad boy of the NRL and banned and suspended me every time I messed up. All they care about is putting bums on seats and selling tickets. Once it's over, you're left hung out to dry. Now, the NRL came out uh, and... A spokesman for the NRL said Hopawati had not been part of the NRL for 14 years. <laughs> he has never approached us for assistance with mental health issues. If he had sought assistance, it would have been provided. So. Flopper. Flopper. I mean. Look. I'm not saying ADHD didn't have something to do with it, maybe. No, of course. But it seems like a bit of a cheap excuse now, like, yeah. all these years down the, down the track. Yes. And all we're saying is that having ADHD didn't enable you to jump into that tipper truck for the third time in four months. No, exactly. Or to, um, you know, elbow Keith Galloway so hard into the head that his ears began to bleed. <laughs> all we're saying is you can't, you can't blame ADHD for all of those indiscretions. Yeah. Some of them. Some of them, sure. Finger in the bum, I'd say that's a little bit of an ADD. Yeah, I think that's play on, but certainly not. Not that tipper truck work. Not that tipper truck work. ADHD does not make you break the law. Uh, but very excited for the fight, Gal V-Flop. Pumped. 
Uh, look, just a little update on the Roosters thing. So with Napa and the sex tape leaks and all that sort of shit. So the NRL apparently now is going to or trying to get access to the WhatsApp group where all that shit was shared and like go through it. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Dude, like delete that. Yeah, delete. You be deleting that. that group. Like, and whilst hey, can you delete a group? You can, but do you know what else you can do on WhatsApp? Is I could go to a WhatsApp group and I could just go download, and it will download everything that's in there. And I've just got that separate to the group. Oh shit! Yeah, right. And now look, I don't have anything probably close to the. Uh, no, you wouldn't. To the shit that is in uh, those NRL WhatsApp groups. Not even close. You say, everyone says some fucked up shit because you're just trying to make each other laugh and, you know, you fucking share videos. Again, none, most of, the none fucked of your up videos shit, of you Most of the fucked up anything, shit like, in the group is being sent from other groups. Well, it's usually directly from an NRL chat group. Yeah, exactly. That's somehow been leaked. Exactly. Um, but you, you really wouldn't want... Like, that could really burn some, some bury some dudes. Dude. There's no way they can get access, can they? I think they can. Well, how? Because I think there's Is it in their contract? I think there's something contractually. Like when there was the whole like manly betting scandal and you know, like yeah, but that's, was into it and that sort of shit, they can, they can get your phone. But yeah, you, but I think that like, those betting scandals, they're illegal. But so is revenge porn. Yeah, but you going through the videos and being like, you shouldn't have done that, that's it, so we're going to suck you for this video that you filmed. That's not revenge porn. Well, no, but if someone's leaking it and they're trying to find out who it was and it's obviously a member of this fucking group that has... Who no, no but you, you just go, here are the members. Yeah, well, they don't need to see the content. As far as I'm aware, Edward, and if I can just uh, read some more to the punter and the dribbler, NRL is poised to investigate the WhatsApp chat group made infamous by lewd videos involving prop Dylan Big Papi Napa that were posted privately but leaked to the public. According to the Sunday Telegraph, the current and former players involved in the chat group could be forced to hand over their mobile phones as part of the investigation into the sex tape scandal. The Roosters, where Napa was employed at the time, the videos were filmed, will also come under scrutiny by the NRL. Napa, as well as current and former players involved in the chat group used exclusively by the Roosters players, could face punishment once the investigation concludes. There's no way they can go through it. They'll be they'll have to sack all of them. <laughs> That's the problem. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Surely they know what's going to be in there. It's going to be really crash shit. Yeah, it's going to be... Really crash shit. <laughs> yeah. Stay away. Stay, the stay away. Stay the and if you're the Roosters, you're like, stay away. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Nick, no, he'll burn the club down before he lets that footage out, mate. <laughs> Fuck that. Time to get out of light, Eddie. Now, obviously, it's kind of... We don't give out a heap of lights. We don't give out a heap of lights because we're pretty positive guys. Well, very positive. Uh, obviously, Winks... She's getting a VB from us, as per usual. She's the VB queen, is Winks. Uh, she's she's definitely got the most. Oh, I fucking know she has. She's the VB queen. Yeah. She has been crowned the greatest horse in the world for 2018. Congratulations, babe. Congratulations, babe. So. Three cocks. Three, four cocks. Three cocks. Four cocks? Four. Four cocks. Four cocks. Straight. Straight. Three cocks? Four cocks. Four cocks. I think it's four cocks. A mouthful, we call that. Um... Now, she got named uh, the best horse in the world, but she got it equal. With who? Cracksman. Who the fuck is that? So Cracksman is some pom horse, right? Mate, they, they give these pommy horses so much cred. Now, can I give you just some stats about these two horses and how fucking disgusting this is? Please. So, 
Winks, 39 starts, 33 wins, currently 29 wins in a row. Cracksman, 11 starts, 8 wins, currently 1 win in a row. 11 starts, 8 wins, 1 win in a row. How the fuck does that get best horse in the world equal? What's it won? That, mate, now you're asking me to do too much research here, Edward. Jesus Christ. Well, I thought it might be in the article. No, mate. I've just got a screenshot here, brother. Do your own research. Come on. All I'm saying is one fucking race does not maketh the greatest horse of the year, surely. No, Even it if doesn't. it had won bloody, I don't know, some POM race, that fucking the Queens, whatever. Surely winning the greatest weight for age race in the Cox Plate on the planet for, fourth, for the fourth year in a row, surely that gives you unequivocally you're the best horse in the world and and not especially when this fucking thing this mule yeah has won one in a row is it a bit sexist eddie that we've got to give it to another bloke horse as well now look i'm not a pc pioneer eddie you know that as well as anyone but i just feel like this is why couldn't she just won it on her own it's wrong are we shining a light on the horse racing industry a light they don't want to acknowledge is this horse racing's Me Too movement? Now, we're coming off the back of a long weekend, Eddie. I had a great weekend. How about you? I had a ripper. Absolutely fantastic. Now, did you... Hard do- to fault. What'd you do? Uh, Saturday, went to the beach, flopped about, got some sun. Very uneventful. Went to Revisi. You know what? This is all just setting up for mine. Yeah. So, that's cool. You went oh, to so the you beach. Didn't want to, yeah, you didn't want to listen to mine? No, nah, well, not really, because I kind of had the vibe that it was. You, you just went to the beach, which I'm assuming a lot of people did, because it, it's been hot as fuck if you live in Sydney mm. or the eastern states. More importantly, though, my weekend, Eddie, okay. my Saturday, more importantly. Yeah, yeah. You've got Saturday. a story. I feel like you've got something to tell me. Well, look, it's just it's for the punter and the dribbler. Because um, you just... Washed over mine. Mate, I absolutely... Well, there was nothing there to tell. I kind of already knew it. You went to Ravisi's, you had something to eat, you had went to the beach, you had a drink. Care, eh? So, huge day on Saturday, punters, dribblers. Played a game of cricket uh, with the 200 fellas. 200 not out. Well, now, look, runs weren't necessarily being taken. Who knows? Yeah. But as listeners realise, we've come into uh, possession of some beautiful... Brand spanking new green Halo Sport baggy greens, courtesy baggycaps.com. Little plug there for baggycaps.com. Now, obviously, I thought I'm playing a bit of cricket here with the fellas on a concrete pitch, real cricket ball, and no real protective gear to speak of. Maybe a pad here or there, but otherwise. Were you wearing a box, Tom? No, I wasn't. Wild West stuff, mate. Wild West stuff. Mm. Now, if I can just quickly explain the setup here, Eddie, because you hit and run. Just your garden variety backyard cricket vibes in a park, though. Hit and run. Bowler gets the wicket, comes into bat, and we rotate around the field, and everyone gets a go. I was the last great Australian stayer. I literally could not get out, Eddie. And obviously, I'm assuming it had something to do with the baggy green and yours and my desire to return pride to the baggy green. Mm. Mm. Now, I've got out there bringing out all the shots you know, everything out of my kit bag. Yeah. Did you play a reverse sweep? I didn't play a reverse sweep, Betty, mainly because I find that that's a bit more of your, your Gen Y cricketer shot. I like to do your tried, true, brand. traditional cricket yeah. shots. None of that T20 shit, you yeah. know what I mean? No, fair, fair. So we actually had to go to, like, to, to lunch. They couldn't get me out before lunch. Mm. Went and had lunch, which was just... You went a whole session. I went a whole session, came back in, and obviously eventually fell for what... 
was arguably 200 plus. How than, did you get out? I had to get out. I got bowled. And I got bowled pretty cheaply by someone who, no offense, Paddy, I don't even know if he's listening, but doesn't have all the necessary hallmarks of a great cricketing bowl already, mm. but I got bowled. And, you know, I think that happens. I mean, sometimes your concentration wanes after a long period out in the crease. Yeah. So, And you're not, you're not the fittest bloke going around. Honestly, I'm in more pain now than I've been in for, for a long time. Legs, back, shoulders. Mm. I'll explain more. So this is obviously just about, Glutes, Tom. Well, it was a Saturday about rec- restoring pride to the baggy green, right? Yeah, sure. So after I've finished dominating in the cricket, I'm standing around and my mate Hamish, Hamish comes to take me on. He wants to fight me. You know, you know again, I'm not fit at all. Well, fighters are fighting, man. He's Tom. a real stud, if you're just like physically speaking, right? Oh, he's in good nick. Always has Always been. Always has been in good Born nick. Born with a six pack, we yeah, like to it. say. Effortless nick. Yeah. So he's come and he started trying to, he's a big MMA fan. He's just wrestling his art, wrestling me. Um, and I've obviously, I'm wearing my baggy green. Have you had a couple? A sh- a skinful, mate. Skinful. Yeah. Yep. And I am now Operation Return Pride to Baggy Green. Mm. He's trying to disrespect you and me, essentially, the show. And, well, and the, the punter and the dribbler. And the punter and the dribbler, because we represent the We represent and the, the punter and the dribbler, and I felt So that he's having strongly. a crack at all of us. And he's come at me to try and bury me into the ground. Now, obviously, uh, the fight or flight mode kicks in, Eddie, and it's like, it's me or him. Yeah. So obviously I've you know I've thought about GSP. What would he do, Khabib? And I've sort of you know what, what, what would the greats do? What would the greats do? I've started yeah. using my head as a lever. I've started trying to you know crank his neck down a little bit. Things of the wrestling nature that you yeah. might see. Yeah. I've then and there's all the boys around. So Hamish, you know, trying. So there's to, a bit on the line. Well, Hamish is trying to alpha me, and I've I had no. I feel like I'd already alphaed the entire group on the cricket pitch. I didn't think I needed to do any more, Eddie. But obviously Hamish didn't see it that way. So he's come, he's taken me down. There's a roll on the he ground. He did get you down? Well, I mean, he got me down. I kind of was taken it there because he's... You, you feel like you're strong on the ground. I'm certainly stronger on the ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, if yeah. it came to blows, I don't know how I would have gone. So yeah, I've yeah. taken it to ground. And then, again, baggy green's still on my head. Yep. Hasn't fallen off. No. I've then managed to roll Hamish onto his back, mount him, full mount Eddie. Yep. And... In front of everyone, just I don't even actually do it, but just pretend to ground and pound the fuck out. I just sit on top of him and just pretend to punch him in the face, and then just stand up and look at him and walk away. Baggy green still on. So you've just completely, completely demolished, demolished him. him, and just and I, I, I'm guessing taken a little bit of his soul. Well, he was he's pretty proud. He's a very proud man, and he was quiet after that. Yeah, he was quiet <laughs> yeah, after that. Yeah. Now he would have been stewing. He was not happy at all. Now I've got to say though, Eddie. As we identified at the start of this podcast, I'm not in the greatest nick I've ever been in, like physically speaking. No. And I now have done some serious damage to the lower back. (laughs) I got home that night, couldn't go out and drink with everyone, had to go home early because my back was so sore. (laughs) I had to lay on the couch. I was on the couch at about 8.30 with an ice pack and a heat pack alternating on my lower back as I lay on the couch. Just above the... Just about that, your coccyx vibe. The coccyx right a at bit, the bottom. No, no, a bit above your coccyx. Yeah, okay. Where where the love handle belt is. Yes. You know what I mean. Yes. Where the core should be. Yeah. So to the more rotund listeners, you you'll yeah. be able to, to identify the, very easily. To the thicker punter and dribbler yeah. out there, you know the hot spot I'm talking about. <laughs> and so I'm completely fucked. Two days later, back fucked. I couldn't get out of bed. The next day, my my baby girl had bed ridden. Well, I had to get helped out of bed. 
I had to get helped out a bit. How would she have gone about that? Well, she basically had to get down the end of the bed. You're, a, you're not a, you're not small. Um, look, as we said, heft heft was involved. She, but she's also a proud uh, woman of the Balkans. So you yeah. know they breed them tough there. Yeah, you she's know tough. what I mean. Yeah. And so she's had. But to, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they breed them tough, but but how tough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know they've been through civil wars, but this is a different story. <laughs> Rolling a girthy, hefty man out of bed. All 110 kilos of him, dear God. So she's had to like get down the end of the bed and I've had to sort of like try and lean my hands forward and she's almost had to like prop one leg up on the end of the bed and then like just pull me forward and I'm like, and then like she sat me up and then I've just got to like spin my legs (laughs) off the side of the bed and just slowly stand up. Now I've recovered to some degree punishment because obviously I wouldn't be here uh, telling you the story had I not recovered somewhat. But it's certainly maybe it was a dance with death, a dance with my mortality, Eddie, as I approached 30. Is it an eye opener? It's a little- Is it now official that you're in physical decline? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you could have argued, you know, that... That what, I'm in the best shape of my life? Well, that you're 28, 29 rather, and... Physically still, you can still get up and work. Were I a sports star, I would be in my physical prime. Yes. But is it now official that you yourself are in decline? I'm certainly in decline. Based on what we've heard? Based on a weekend of very, well, Not very, a weekend, a day. No, well, so An afternoon. Right. Based on a Saturday afternoon. Based on three hours. Very, ba- very, very bush league cricket. Mm. Albeit a phenomenal performance, Eddie, but very, very bush league. Um, and then obviously a little bit of uh, a little bit of your Greco-Roman. Nothing like a bit of Greco-Roman just to throw the back out on, yeah, a, on a bulky yeah, ball. Yeah, and just to and to really give you a, a sense of your impending mortality. But did restore pride to the baggy green nonetheless. Congratulations. Um, have had a couple of people reach out for baggy greens again. The, the, from the reports I'm hearing, we might have some proper twelve en route to the country. Uh, for us, don't know though. I mean, we won't know till we know. But also to those uh, recipients of some baggy greens, they are essentially on their way to you now. All right, just to wrap it up, Eddie. Um, got a question from a punter dribbler, which is always nice. King Dribble, uh, owner of a fine new baggy green. Uh, dribblers, if you could have witnessed any sporting moment in history, live and in person, what would it have been and why? I've always wanted to go to the Masters, so I could have seen Adam Scott finally win the green jacket. Would have been pretty special. Please discuss yours truly, KD. Well, mine wouldn't have been the Masters because obviously you don't realise how hard it is to see anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, it would have been cool to be there and, like, feel the energy, but you wouldn't have seen shit. Yeah, right. Are you telling me you'd run run from the 18th to the 10th that quickly, mate? I wouldn't be. No way. Not you. Not that big rotund king dribble. Yeah, no. He's huge. Yeah. So, look, you're one you wouldn't have actually seen anything, so that's pretty shit. Yeah, so it's like, a shit it's a one. sick moment, but, but you, you said watch. Yeah, you would have been better And you wouldn't have watched TV. anything. No, you would have missed it. You would have missed it all. Because there's no way you are running from the 8th to the 10th. No, there's no you, way. There's not, not you. And there's also like 100,000 people there. So what would you have done, Edward? Good luck. What would you have seen? Jesus. Hard to say. I would have liked to have been uh, the 
Considered the greatest tennis match of all time. Wimbledon, 2008. Yep. Federer and Nadal. Yep. Nadal wins 9-7. First Wimbledon after losing the two previous years to Fed. Fading light. You know the story. Yeah. Kisses the Royals, the Spanish Royals in the box. Like, that would have been dope. Yes. Because you would have seen it all. Because yes. you're in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? There's no way you missed that. And you'd have lived the tension. Yes. And the buzz. Yes. And it was the fading light, I think, was sort the of... The fading light. Nadal's the up-and-comer. Yeah. It's, it's the, young bark versus, the young bull versus the old... Bark. Bark, Picasso. Yeah, you know whatever, what I mean. You know, yeah. Okay, mine would have been the 2008 NRL Grand Final, 40 nil, Beaver Menzies try, absolute shellacking. Should I have been there? Should it not really have just been when I was at? 100%. Yeah. Did I transgress as a human, as a fan? Absolutely. But it would have been nice to be there. Great, great call. Great call. You were at a festival. I was at like Stereo Sonic or something. Yeah. Disgusting. You didn't even watch the game. No, no, not live. No, I didn't. No. No. No, I didn't. <laughs> so you want to write that wrong. I want to write that wrong. I want to make that right. Yeah, it makes sense. I get that. Yeah. So that would be me, King Dribble. Thanks for the question. Uh, obviously, Masters. <laughs> right. Could you get any more geriatric? Um... Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> Okay, Absolute masters. Uh, but thank you very much for reaching out anyway, mate. Uh, hope you're enjoying New York over there. Be soon. Uh, be soon. Once again, at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram. If you'd like to go to your Apple fucking podcast, whatever, like, like, subscribe, five stars, leave a nice little comment. And if you want to follow the greatest Instagram page in the world, at Hello Sport Podcast. Correct. Thanks again to baggycaps.com for the beautiful baggy greens. Uh, they're Let's, delightful. They're, they're absolutely gorgeous. They got me to the improbable 200 runs that I scored on the weekend. Um, that's all I think for us, Eddie. Beers on route. Podcast on route. Beers and podcasts on route. Could you two just not talk anymore? Partners and dribblers, just need to tell you about uh, the number one rosé ever created. That is uh, Big Day Rosé. Your boys here, obviously, Rosé Barons, amongst other things. Don't mind a rosé. Don't mind it. One that's light, in colour, dry, and fuckable. It's very fuckable. It's up for it. You know what I mean? Oh, this, mate, the rosé's up for it. Whenever you want it. Well, type thing. The the beauty of being a rosé baron is I've always got rosé on hand, which is nice. And I've always got a bottle in the fridge, just getting cold as fuck. You've always got a bottle that's keen. Keen as. Giving me eyes. Yeah, yeah. And fuck me eyes. Yeah, yeah, real fuck well, me drink eyes. Me a eyes. lingering stare. Yes. And had friends over the other night, and obviously I was like, I slipped a bottle out for everyone. Getting stares? Yeah, I was getting stares. It was sort of like whistling at me from the fridge. <laughs> Got out there, ripped the top off it, and we all enjoyed it. And I'm just like, Jesus, dude. Like, they're just, a rose doesn't get better. Still rose drinking season two. It's, In earnest. Oh, God, yeah. It's she fucking won. hot as shit. 37, 38. They're talking 40 this week, mate. 40 degrees. Tell me that's not rosé drinking season? It is. If you Come haven't got on. Any, if you haven't got any, get some. Get some now. While the getting's good because the getting won't be good for much longer. Hellosport.shop. Big day rosé. Get You're it. welcome. Get, get it down. You gob.